Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, welcome. Well, sorry, sorry for that uh, little delay because uh, somehow the phone hung itself up. So this is uh, welcome to Elvis Targeted Individual Community Call. It's Wednesday, November fifteenth, two thousand seventeen. So um, I'm gonna uh, play a little excerpt, or I'm, I'm gonna play the video. Um, there was a there was a speech by Tracy Ellis Ross, um, and she, she's a single woman, Diana Ross's daughter, and she has a message that all women need to hear. So I'm going to read that, um, but it's it's a good one because the vast majority, at least 60-plus percent of the targeted individuals across this nation and nationwide are female. So they outnumber men who are targeted and with this type of insidious violence, torture, targeting. Some of the reasons why they choose women is because of the narratives that uh, Tracy explains about single women. Many of our TI females were well over the age of 40, single mothers, grandmothers, um, taking care of themselves, paying mortgages, working one, two jobs, educating themselves. They had basically, they were making a living wage and and taking care of themselves. And for some reason, within the perpetrator community, as far as the architectural structure, seemed to want to diminish and uh, minimize these type of independent women who weren't, were attempting not to use the state to help them out, but working in order to uh, raise their families, their children, uh, pay their mortgages as single females. So one of the one of the reasons why I believe they have chosen um, in the experimental part, portion of it is that women tend not to go postal. Not that there aren't some women who would do something like that, but the vast majority of women don't do things like that. So if they were targeting, they felt that if they were training and targeting, they were a lot safer doing it to females than they did to men. But another thing with women is that if they came forward, you could use these negative false light narratives about independent women. Oh, they're lonely. They're just looking for attention. Um, Any of the biological negative effects or what happened to women over 40, you know, so that they could try to minimize, again, the physical damage that was in, that has been inflicted 
through the overexposure of non-ionizing radiation within the privacy of these uh, targeted female living spaces. What it does is it's like, why would you take highly independent women and try to make them dependent on the system? Well, because you have this this architectural structure that is very misogynistic towards women. And it's really starting to come out with these women who are coming forward about sexual harassment and sexual assault and rape and forms of domestic violence. Now, they're, they're linking a lot of these mass shooters to domestic violence towards women. So you had independent women who had were making well above living wages not depending on a man or the state to take care of them. So you targeted them to destroy their character and credibility so that you could try to make them dependent. Now, why would men do something like that? Well, obviously, it's starting to come out about this misogyny, which are men who hate women or are intimidated by independent, strong women. So... They, they they hide behind the narrative. So the woman comes forward. Oh, she's a single woman. She must want attention. Oh, fuck you, assholes. We don't want goddamn attention. We want your motherfucking asses to leave our fucking asses alone. What part of that shit do you guys not understand? We're not looking for attention. We're looking to be left the fuck alone. That's why we go to law enforcement. But then they use that, oh, she's a single woman. She's this, she's that. And they use all those specious, negative false light narratives about independent women who want to be left the fuck alone and to be left away from this domestic violence. Because that's what it is. Within the privacy of my home, you are torturing me. Just because you're not in the room physically there does not mean that when you fire a directed energy weapon, you are not torturing and harming someone within the privacy of their home. This is domestic violence. It always has been. Even on my website, I have it down and I have a space where it discusses domestic violence. Oh, well, it's not a partner that's doing that to you. Well, I don't know who the fuck these weirdos are. But they seem to think it's okay to penetrate the walls of somebody's home and penetrate the bodies of another individual who has not given them their fucking consent. Now let's talk about rape. But see, they don't like women that talk like that because you're supposed to be submissive. And then being an Asian like I am, oh, that stereotype is, oh, my goodness. She, do you hear the way she curses? Asian people don't do that. Well, you know what, motherfuckers? We're in a whole new century. And I'm a fucking American. So intelligence, independence, you know, all those things that you think – that you would tell people to honor, to have children, young girls say, you know what, I can do it on my own. You know what, I can stand up for things that I believe in. Instead, they have this whole cult of people saying, well, if you speak out, this is what we're going to do to you. We're going to destroy your character and credibility. We're going to make that person look bad. Not only in the eyes of the public, but obviously we had Trish at 420 Erdley sit there and try to make me look bad in the eyes of my family, breaking up families. But they can't have that. 
So when you start looking at the real picture and you start using critical thinking skills, some of those people out there really should start thinking about that. Why would you involve yourself as a female in particular with a group of people who are brutalizing women? Why would you sit there and try to make it look like it was okay when it's not okay? And the vast majority, over 60% of those females, were independent females and women. A, a, a large number of them, single mothers who went back to school and educated themselves so they can give their children a better life without the help of a man, without the help of the state. We weren't welfare recipients. But nobody seems to grasp that concept because they sell a negative false light narrative. They lie. That's what negative false light is. That's propaganda. But what it isn't is truth. So they figured, well, we could, they could just rely on the age-old adage of, oh, you know, this is an older woman. She's going through the change of life. That's another one. So she has all these emotions. Maybe the woman's screaming because she's being tortured. Maybe she's screaming because she's being harassed. Maybe she's screaming because people are targeting them. Not because they want attention. Not because they're going through the change of life and they have emotions. Because they're, but because they're fed up with the goddamn bullshit that's being dished out to them. So needless to say, when, when they did the statistics of the nation, in, here in the United States in particular, that it was over 65% were females, most of whom were over the age of 40. Because see, then, they could, then they could use their fucking specious, bullshit, propagandized, negative false light lies about the woman. She's emotional. She's going through the change. She's looking for attention. Most of the females are single women. No witnesses. And they use all those things to try to label them about their emotions. But the reality is, is if you were tortured and stalked and terrorized, if you had people going around spreading rumors to destroy your character and credibility, most people can't even take it. But most of the female targets are still standing and they're still fighting back. Why? Because they don't put up this kind of bullshit. So then we have the question about why would women actively participate in the demise or the diminishing or the dismissive nature of a woman? Well, you'd have to go into the psychopathologies and ask them psychiatrists why women would actively participate in the destruction of another woman. A single mother who paid a mortgage and worked two or three jobs so that she could make sure her kids got what they needed and, and provided for them because they weren't getting their alimony. These are the type of women who've been targeted by the architectural structure So what's wrong with that picture? 
Why would you take highly independent women to try to make them dependent? Well, that takes a sick, twisted mind to do something like that. But then again, targets aren't dealing with people who are normal, quote unquote. The perpetrator community falls into a category of psychopathologies, and I covered it under the dark triad or tetrad, along with sadistic behavior. So anyway, I was I happened to be on Huffington Post, and I was just reading around, and there was a, a it was under the women section, and it was posted 11-15-2017, and it says Tracy Ellis Ross has a message that all women need to hear. It is really interesting to be a woman and to get to 45 and not be married yet, and to not have kids. So it says Tracy Ellis Ross has accomplished many of her dreams and even won some of the highest honors her industry has to offer. But it takes just one sentence for someone to make her feel diminished. In an, in an aspire, inspiring speech for Glamour, Glamour's Woman of the Year Summit, the blackish star opened up about the way some people respond to her being a 45-year-old woman who is not married and does not have kids. <clears throat> so I'm going to play the video. It's a six, it's an 11-minute video, but it's worth it for all you women out there so that you empower yourself to not allow these people to sit there and try to look at you as if you're there. And what what the what the psychological tactic, like Trish used, is to deflect. So she's really the paranoid person because she was so fucking stupid that she and her her husband or boyfriend Sean at 420 Early Avenue decided to join a cult. Because they're so paranoid that somehow, whatever the narrative is, they feel like they have to get involved. Not that I've done anything to these people. But see, that's the standard thing. So everything that she projected at me really is who she is. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a part of a cult. If you were self-empowered as a female, you don't need to waste your time trying to take other people down. Because you'd be busy just living your own fucking life. You wouldn't go over there and, and you want to have a truce, but you wouldn't go over, why didn't you come to my house? Come with your husband or your boyfriend, Sean, if you think you're scared. You don't have to go across the street to try to drag my relative into it and then character and credibility assassinating me in front of a relative. That's not someone who wants the truce. That's a motherfucking bitch who's trying to cause problems. She's not a woman. She's a pathetic excuse for a human being. And she can look as innocent and talk as innocent as she wants, but she's as evil as they come. And like I said to her, I don't have anything to say to you because you're a perpetrator who's a member of a domestic terrorist organization. And that's pretty cut and dry. There's not an excuse you can use at this point. She's not an independent woman. She's a dependent woman on what men tell her. She'll never be an independent thinking woman because she'll always rely on some guy to make her feel as if she is a woman. And that's pretty pathetic. So here is a woman that will be speaking, and she's a woman who tells you. And so for all you TI females out there who have been made to feel ashamed or that you deserve what you're getting because you're being targeted by a community, you don't need to feel anything. And you shouldn't give a flying fucking shit 
what these motherfucking assholes have to say. Because I don't. Oh, but then again, I break the stereotype because I should be a submissive Asian woman. Fuck that shit. And fuck these assholes who think that's where my place is. I have been writing this speech in between trying to live my life and do a job, and I care what I say, so bear with me. Um, And here we go. So it is really interesting to be a woman and to get to 45 and to not be married yet and to not have kids, especially when you have just pushed out your fifth kid on television. You start hearing crazy stuff. Like, oh, you know what, sweetie, you just haven't found the right guy yet. Or, what are you going to do? Or, oh, you poor thing. Why is someone like you so single? Have you ever thought of having kids? Or, you know what, why don't you just, why don't you just have a kid on your own? It's never ending, okay? And it's not helpful. I grew up planning a wedding. My dress was going to be corseted with multiple as Victorian canvas filling off my shoulders, and I would change into a white, double-breasted suit with wide-leg trousers and a big cuff for the reception, and then I dreamed about being chosen by a powerful and sexy and kind man who had full lips and gave really good hugs and having a little bit, yeah, I was specific, um, <laughs> and having a little baby boy by the name of Lauren. But I also dreamed of winning an Oscar, being on the cover of magazines, and making a difference in the world, and helping women find our voices. And from that dreaming, you guys, I built a really incredible life, and I have become a woman that I am very proud to be. And then someone just walked up to you, and, you know, they're like, you know, a friend of mine adopted at 52. I mean, it is never too late for your life to have meaning, sweetie. And my worth just gets diminished as I'm reminded that I have failed on the marriage and the carriage count. Me. This bold, liberated, independent woman. I mean, guys, I work out, okay? I eat well. I mostly show up to work on time. I'm a good friend, a solid daughter, a hard worker. My credit's good. I take out the garbage before it gets smelly. I recycle, and I want a golden globe. I mean, I'm killing it. So why? Why? Why do I get snagged this way? As, 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 as if all that I've done and everything that who I am doesn't matter. And I look back and I think about all the ways that we're told that those two hashtag goals, being chosen and having kids, are what makes you worthy. I mean, nursery rhymes, fairy tales, books, movies, 16 Candles, Every Love Song, and, yeah, 16 Candles, I'm sorry, um, and even Blackish are reiterating this narrow story of husband plus child equals woman. And by the way, that doesn't discount anyone who has a husband and a child. It's this is my version of the narrow ways I am undermined. So let me, so, oh, and by the way, this is not just, you know, fairy tales and books. Um, the patriarchy, yeah. The patriarchy is not pleased with me right now. I am failing at my function. And let me tell you, Mike Pence, yeah, excuse my friends, but he's fucking confused by me right now. And frankly, I often get a little bit confused. Here's something that I've done way more times than I care to admit, trying to gather the courage to tell my ex, whom I love, by the way, that I want to date other people, even though we're no longer together and we're broken up. Yeah. 
And during the last bout of doing just that, I did what enlightened ladies do, and I got out my journal, and I'm sitting there, and I'm free writing, and I'm making, maybe I'm having a conversation with my inner child, and I write down these words. My life is mine. My life is mine. Those words, like, stopped me in my tracks. And honestly, they brought tears to my eyes. It seems so obvious, but obviously it wasn't. Because I have not been living my life as if it was my own. I mean, to a certain extent, yes. Yes, I have. But on a deep level, no. So if my life is actually mine, then I have to really live it for myself. I have to put myself first and not be looking for permission to do so. But when I put myself first, what comes back at me from very well-meaning people, men sometimes, social media, random ladies at the gym, my pets, whoever, they tell me in all sorts of ways that I am being selfish, pushy, aggressive, controlling, relentless, stubborn, a slut, a nag, oh, and my favorite, a ball breaker. Because God forbid if you ball get broken. So when we put ourselves first by doing things like saying no, speaking up, sleeping with who we want, eating what our bodies intuitively tell us to eat, wearing training bras instead of push-up bras, posting a picture without using face spoons, so bold. We are condemned for thinking for ourselves. That's funny. Because <laughs> it's like a crazy thought. Like, who the heck would do that? You got a smooth. Sorry. <laughs> or I like to tap. Tap. Looks real. Just tap it. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> we are condemned for thinking for ourselves, being ourselves, for owning our experiences, our bodies, and our lives. By the way, I purposefully have one earring on. This one was messing with the mic, but I really didn't want to lose the look. Okay? All right. That kind of boldness is seen as threatening and scary, and it's certainly not what the patriarchy has in mind. So join me for a moment and imagine, what would it be like for women to completely own our power, to have agency over our own glory, our sexuality, and not in order to create a product or to sell it or to feel worthy of love or to use it as a tool for safety? but instead as a way of being. Imagine that, truly owning our own power, agency, and sexuality, especially <laughs> in this moment, in all its volatility, with all that is happening as the pussy grab tree is being shaken and grabbers are dropping like rotten fruits. <clears throat> At the same time, because all of that, all the volatility, there's this surge of empowerment happening. Black Lives Matter, Black Girl Magic, the Women's March, Me Too. I mean, Me Too. You too? I'm trying to gather all this energy around me and step into it and match that with the realization that my life is mine. My I am a chooser, 45-year-old life is mine. And it's no coincidence that these two forces are meeting at the same time. And here I am sorting out what my life looks like when it's fully mine. And honestly, it takes a certain kind of bravery. It means risking being misunderstood, perceived as alone and broken, having no one to focus on, 
fall into or hide behind and having to be my own support and having to stretch and find family and love and connection outside of the traditional places. But that's something that I want to do. I want to be the brave me, the one whose life is my own. And that also means that I'm going to have to break an agreement that I didn't really officially agree to sign in the first place, a little document that was drawn up by a bunch of old white guys in the back room, the same group of white guys in that back room that passed laws about our reproductive health choices without us being there. And that agreement says that we are here to be of service to others, that our destiny as women is to live in the shadow of men, that we are simply objects of desire and that we are willing to have our voices stifled again and again by the misogyny of our culture. Well, listen here, Whitey. <laughs> I'm tearing it up. Yep. It's going bye-bye. And I am drawing up a new one. And my terms are this. I am going to own my experiences and my training bras. I'm going to pay attention to the reality of my life and the audacity of my dreams instead of the expectation of what I was raised with. I'm going to make space for the good and the bad of it, even the yucky and scary and fear-inducing parts, and embrace all of the questions. I know that's how I'm going to go from being Tracy to being the babe, brave Tracy, and here's the good news, is that you too can do that. You can go from being you to just being the brave you, or not just being the brave you. And you should definitely try it, you guys. Like, if you haven't already, because I have a feeling, I mean, I see some gorgeous sparkles out there. I got to see some amazing faces. I have a feeling you guys have tried this. Because brave and brave you is beautiful. And not beautiful like your hair is all good and your brows are clean. Because when I think of beautiful, I think of a tree. I think of a, seeing a bird soar. I think of an embodied woman. I think of my mom standing there the Diana Ross stands, right? In her glory stands, saying, this is me, heart open, hair big, sexual, powerful, and full of all of her agency. Beings at the height of their own resonance, their own selfness, fully in, in bloom. That's what bravery and beauty looks like. But most of all, because the brave me reminds me that I am complete just as I am, not in relation to anything else, just wholly and fully me. The brave you gives you the courage to hold your own agency, your own choice, your own desire, your own longings, your own fear, and your own future. She's just one aspect of your soul that helps you become the fully embodied and completely integrated real true self. And I think she's in each of you right now in your journal, in the back of your mind, somewhere in your heart, in your Netflix queue, <laughs> waiting for your invitation. So I invite you all, if you haven't already, to let her out, to let her have her glory. This beautiful, powerful part of you is just waiting for the invitation. Thank you. So that was Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, Diana Ross's daughter, and um, she had a great message for women in general, real women. I don't know about these pathetic excuses for women that are part of the perpetrator community because they're just doing the bidding for a bunch of sadistic, you know, psychopathic, misogynistic men. 
but for the, I dedicate this one to all the targeted females, which, like I said, there's well over 65% of them who've come forward, who whose stories have been minimized because they use these age-old stereotypical um, excuses of why you don't have to listen to these women. But we haven't given up. So for UTI women, don't ever let them try to take away from you. You have to know yourself. Because if you do that, then nobody can take from you. Or they can take things, you know what I'm saying, like they steal your property, they damage your, your goods and things like that. And I'm talking about inside. That's a power that nobody can touch. And either you have it or you don't. And if you have it, a lot of people are scared because they know you have it. So they try to take it down, that internal thing that you have. Because they could come back a thousand lifetimes and they still won't measure up to one strand of hair that a targeted individual has on their, has had to put up with. They'll never measure up. That's why the perpetrator community, because they're cowards. For you women that have been put down and laughed at and mocked and ridiculed when you went to law enforcement begging for your life, fuck those law enforcement officers because they're just a part of that same system. <clears throat> but I think what she had to say was good. And for those women that are, are independent women or attempting to believe, you know, make to believe that they can't do it, yes, you can. Sure you can. But in particular for those targeted women who have been absolutely brutalized and harmed and called every name in the book. That one, this is for you to remember who you are and that you're on the right track because with all this stuff coming out about these men in power and the sexual assault and their female assistants who took these women to these places because they actively participated, when you hear those kind of things, those are who your female perpetrator community members are. They're like those assistants who work for powerful men who go take the women to be victimized by their bosses. That's what you're, that is your females in the perpetrator community in a nutshell. You help to facilitate it. They're not independent women. They're very dependent women. That's more than likely why they come after independent females and have them targeted because they know that they will never measure up to a targeted female. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.